0: two of Project Distinct, the podcast that shows you how to make your efforts stand out so you can move up. Discover what it takes to grow your business and yourself with best-selling author and member of the Sales and Marketing Hall of Fame and the Professional Speakers Hall of Fame, Scott McCain.
1: So what are the needs in our life that work should fulfill? In other words, what are we looking for in what we do And if you're an entrepreneur or a manager, a leader, an employer, what are some of the things that your team is looking for their engagement with you to fulfill? In other words, that's the fundamental question. What are the needs that work must fulfill to engage employees and to get them to serve our customers more effectively? That's the topic of today's Project Distinct, and it's brought to you by the Ultimate Business Summit, where you can improve your team's productivity by 10%. Just go to ultimatebusinesssummit.com. Take a look. You'll see what we have to offer. It's an event coming in August in Las Vegas, but because there's only about 150 seats available, it will sell out. We'd love for you to act now. In fact, if you sign up, just enter the coupon code SCOTT Just my first name, Scott. When you uh, sign up for the Ultimate Business Summit, you get $100 off your registration. $100 off. And you can come and enjoy a, a time with Larry Wingate, Randy Pennington, and me. Get your questions answered. Money back guarantee. Check it out, the Ultimate Business Summit. Well, one of my great friends in the world is a guy named Skip Pritchard. And I really recommend that you follow his blog. It's just Skip Pritchard, P R I C H A R D. You probably heard me mention Skip's great book called The Book of Mistakes. Terrific book. Skip's blog into leadership insights is one of my absolute favorite. I've been honored to be his guest on his podcast several occasions. So I wanted to talk about a blog post that Skip had here recently called Seven Needs Work Should Fulfill. Skip is talking to an author, Mo Carrick, who has a new book called Brave Space Workplace, Making Your Company Fit for Human Life. Interesting title, huh? Mo Carrick says creating the kind of workplace that is actually fit for human life goes way beyond mere happiness. He says a brave space workplace is one where people can show up as they are, both perfect and flawed, and do great things together. Now, look, for all of us in our respective professions, for all of us in what we do, all of us would desire that type of workplace, right? That that people can bring the best of themselves and do great things together. The challenge is, how do we make that happen? We see so many toxic workplaces out there. We see so many places that Mo Carey calls on Skip Pritchard's blog, uh, unfit for human life. Here's here's Mo Carrick's answer to Skip's question about how do we get to the point that workplaces are unfit for human life. He says it's been a slow but steady process. Quote, decades of business ethics that have kept emotions out of the workplace have resulted in feelings leaking out in inappropriate and often devastating ways, which has led to stress-related illnesses and absenteeism, as well as under-engaged employees who bring mere fractions of their best work. I really think that's important for us to think about and to talk about. You've heard me say here before, but let me repeat. One of the phrases that I absolutely detest is when someone says, it's not personal, it's business. And the reason I detest that is if we weren't taking it personally, there wouldn't even be the, the need the, the desire to say something like that, right? If, if there was no chance we were going to take it personally, then then you're not going to say, no, it's not personal. You, you're, you're just going to say whatever it is that you have to be, but because of the concern that you're going to take it personally, you, you say that, but then you turn around and you ask entrepreneurs or you ask business leaders, you ask managers, don't you want people to take their work personally? And we would all say, of course we do. We want people to be engaged. We want to be committed. Therefore, we want that personalization, we want that integration, we want that engagement from our teams, then we turn right around and say, well, it's just business, not personal. We can't have it both ways. It it says here in the blog post, quote, I think our relentless focus on profit as the only North Star for business has resulted in a diminishment of value on other essential dimensions of organizational health, such as employee well-being, team cohesion, social and environmental impact, and more. He says, somewhere along the line, we have degraded our thinking about people into commodities, it seems, rather than the unique, complex, and messy humans that we are. Man, I I think that is right on target. So here are the seven needs that is suggested in this blog post that work should fulfill. Number one, meet our basic requirements. That sounds almost like Maslow's pyramid, doesn't it? But there are some basic requirements that work should fulfill. Number one to contribute. Well, of course, You're right we, we all want to contribute something and work becomes more fulfilling when we feel like we are contributing to the success of the organization, the success of our team, uh, that our, our compensation contributes to the success of our families. Number three to be seen. Number four to connect. And, and, and those, I think, are related, right? One of the things that's difficult in this age of solopreneurs, and there's tons of studies coming out about this, is loneliness, right? The fact that, We don't get engaged. In fact, I think that's part of the reason that you see so many folks working at Starbucks. When you go in and get a coffee at Starbucks and you see folks working in there on their laptops, it's because we just want to be seen. We, We don't want to be hiding out in the back bedroom office all the time. And we hope for the opportunity to connect. So those two go together. And especially if you're in an entrepreneurial or especially a solopreneurial situation. Number five, it says to learn. I truly believe that Work should help us learn and grow. I mean, if we're not learning and growing, then how in the world are we feeling fulfilled and engaged? We can't just be treading water and at the same time feel connected. So how are you helping the people on your team learn and grow? Number six, to feel supported. So true. You know, when, when Ford has recently announced here that they're cutting such a significant part, like 10% of, of, workforce, of managerial workforce, It makes you wonder about the folks that are left. I mean, anytime I've been in a situation where other people, you know, there was a reduction in force or other people who, you know, got fired, uh, terminated because their jobs were eliminated or a cost-cutting measure, one of the unintended consequences is that the rest of the team wonders who's next. They don't feel supported. Now, look, I realize in any business, we have to eliminate inefficiency, I realize in any business we have to cut overhead and, and, and run as lean and mean as we possibly can. But yet, how do we do that in a way that also helps our employees feel supported so we maximize the productivity and therefore the profitability of the business? It's so critical. And number seven is maybe the most controversial one of all. He says number seven is to make our lives work. Now, part of the reason I think that's controversial is I don't know that it's my employer's responsibility to make my life work. right? I think it's my responsibility to make my life work. It's not the requirement or a need that, that work should fulfill. However, I understand what he's saying here in that life tends to make more sense when we feel good about what we do. Regardless of what it is, regardless of our profession, regardless of our career, We tend to feel better about our life when work is fulfilling. I heard a speaker, and I don't recall his name, but it was many, many years ago, and he was talking about gender differences. And he said one of the things that is different in genders is that if you ask a woman to tell you about herself, she will describe it in multiple dimensions. Here's where I work, and I'm a wife, and I'm a mom, and I'm involved in these activities And that women will be more multidimensional in how they describe what they do. Whereas if you would ask a man, what do you do? He says, I'm the vice president of the XYZ company. And more of the man's self-concept in the world is invested with work. Now... That was several years ago, and I, I don't know that I believe that applies as much today because the changing and enhanced role, as it should be, of equality of women in the workplace. Still a long way to go. Don't, don't misunderstand. Still a long way to go to get to where we need to get in terms of equal pay and equal responsibility, all of that. I, I, I truly believe that. But I truly believe we've made progress as well. Yet, I don't think that's a good thing for women to become less multidimensional. I think men need to grow in that aspect, right? And, and for so long, so many of my friends and so many of the men that I know that I have communicated with as I was growing my business would describe themselves based upon their job, not on all the other things of being a husband and a father and a, a you know scout leader or whatever it might be. And so therefore, I think we need to examine deeply and seriously the aspect about work should help make our life work. Because as we change roles, as we grow throughout our lives, when work works, it helps life work too. Now you might say, well, wait a minute, how does this help us create a more distinctive culture? How does this in our organizations? How does does this help us create distinction in a hyper competitive marketplace? And really the answer is pretty simple. When your team is engaged. When your team has their life working, when all these diverse people that work for and with you find a way to create something great, the beneficiary of that is your customer. The beneficiary of that is your client, and therefore your business grows. They repeat and refer their business because they've had an ultimate customer experience. That's why the seven needs work should fulfill, so critically important. Check out my pal Skip Pritchard's blog. The title of the blog is Seven Needs Work Should Fulfill. It's on Mo Carrick's new book, Brave Space Workplace, Making Your Company Fit for Human Life. Do those things. Your culture enhances, your business improves, and I think life gets better. That's all for today's project distinct. I hope you are uh, subscribing and sharing the podcast. It it means the world to us, of course, because it keeps the podcast growing. Thanks again Scott McCain. I'll talk to you tomorrow with another new edition of Project Distinct.
0: You've been listening to the podcast to help you create distinction so you can stand out and move up. Project Distinct with Scott McCain. To have Scott become your virtual coach and to discover more distinctive resources,